Ladies and gentlemen, well, here I am. Welcome back to M Nation Sports. Welcome to what could potentially be the eve of one of the most significant days in the history of the Minnesota Vikings franchise. Tomorrow night is the NFL Draft for 2023. It will be happening from Kansas City, Missouri. And let's just refresh on the draft order. 2023 really quickly. Um, obviously, uh, Miami had to um, forfeit their first-round pick, so the Vikings will not have to wait for them. So the only 30, there will only be 31 selections in the first round of the draft on Thursday night this year, not 32. The Minnesota Vikings currently have the 23rd pick in the draft. Um, briefly, the, the uh, order goes this for the first 10. Um, Panthers, they obviously bought that pick from Chicago for a lot of stuff, which they may may or may not regret in the future. Um, DJ Moore being um, primarily the first thing to think to come to mind. Houston Texans, Arizona Cardinals, Indianapolis Colts, Seattle Seahawks got it from Denver in the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, Detroit Lions from the Rams for the Matthew Stafford trade. Uh, Raiders, Falcons, Bears. Um, the Bears moved down to nine um, after the Carolina Panthers trade. Because uh, the Bears don't need a quarterback, obviously. Um, Eagles, Titans, Texans uh, from Cleveland for the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, Green Bay Packers are going 13th because of what happened yesterday. We will get into that um, in a second. The Packers moved up two spots. Uh, Patriots, Jets from Green Bay. Um, Commanders, Steelers, Lions. Um, Lions are going 18th and uh, sixth. That is a huge deal. For the second year in a row, the Lions will be picking um, twice within the first 20 of the draft. That is insane. Um, Lions, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Chargers, Ravens, Vikings, Jaguars, Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals. Now you're getting the playoff teams here. New Orleans Saints from San Francisco, Miami, and Denver. Uh, Eagles, Chiefs. That's the order that we're going in the draft this year. Minnesota Vikings are going to go 23rd. And this is going to be why the reason why I said that this could potentially be one of the most significant days in Vikings franchise history is the potential of drafting a quarterback. Yes, I said it. I said it. The Vikings could draft a quarterback tomorrow on Thursday night in Kansas City in front of the whole world. The Vikings could use their first round pick on a quarterback. Which one is a great question. There are five primary quarterbacks, four really. Um, number one is going to be um, let's 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 call a spade a spade. I don't care about this Will Levis steam that came up on Tuesday. I don't care about this Anthony Richardson uh, potential to go. Bryce Young is going number one overall. His knowledge, his decision-making skills. I don't care that he's like four foot two. Bryce Young is going first. You just cannot afford to have the number one pick if you're Carolina and not choose Bryce Young. It's as simple as it gets. He's learned for the last Lord knows how many years at Alabama uh, under Nick Saban and working with that Ferrari down there. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think there's a good chance that Alabama might have better facilities than um, than Carolina does, but respectively, of course. Bryce Young is going to go first overall. And then you get into the question of what happens now? Because after that, you've got three quarterbacks primary to go. And Houston Texans could potentially take one. 
but they also might not. They also just might stick with what they have and get a good edge rusher. They might take Will Anderson. Um, Arizona Cardinals don't need a quarterback. Colts need a quarterback. They're going to take one. So is it going to be Will Levis from Kentucky? Or are they going to take Anthony Richardson from Florida? Or do you dare pick C.J. Stroud, who scored an 18 out of 100 on the one of the psychology tests that they take that they make all the quarterbacks take before the draft as far as football knowledge, decision making, et cetera. For for example, Bryce Young scored in the high nineties and Joe Burrow scored in the high nineties. Um and according to experts on the subject, quarterbacks, it does it's not a good determiner of is this going to be a fantastic quarterback or not if you score high. But if you score below 80, then it's pretty much determined by experts that this quarterback is not going to pan out long term. So Indianapolis Colts, they need a quarterback. They tanked hard to get one. Um, so who, Lord knows who they're going to pick. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, they're going to stick with Geno Smith, I imagine. Um, yeah, because they just re-signed him, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't draft one to sit behind Geno Smith for a while. Detroit Lions obviously have Jared Goff, and they're very comfortable with him. They're not going to waste their pick on anybody there. Um, Raiders, uh, they do not. Oh, actually, they do because Derek Carr is not going to be there anymore. Well, no, because they wait. Who does Raiders have some? I forget who it is offhand, but they got a young kid in there. Um, Atlanta Falcons, they um, that's interesting. They could, but the Bears as well. They don't need one, of course. That's why they traded down from one to nine. Eagles obviously don't need one. They just made um, Jalen Hurts the richest quarterback, richest player in NFL history on his deal. Uh, Tennessee Titans don't need one. Uh, Texans have already gone. Oh my gosh, the Texans are picking twice within the top 12. Good Lord. Who knows what they'll do. And of course, you get to the elephant in the room, which is the Aaron Rodgers trade at 13. It is. It was rumored for months that Aaron Rodgers was done with the Green Bay Packers. Two years ago, in the um, 2020 NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers selected a quarterback in the first round, in the late first round, Jordan Love from Utah. That, whether we want to believe what we want to believe or not, that pissed off Aaron Rodgers. It did. Because they the Packers did not ask for his permission to draft Jordan Love. And it sounds like they got along just fine and Jordan was super nice and Aaron was super nice back to him. But And of course, then Aaron Rodgers responded by having two MVP seasons in a row. You literally cannot make this up. So what happened here was Aaron Rodgers, after getting eliminated from the playoffs by the 49ers and by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this last season getting hitting his head on the highest ceiling, getting eliminated by the Lions in the final game of the NFL regular season. It, it was a great game. It was a fantastic game. When the Lions had nothing to play for, which they should have. The Lions should have been in the playoffs this last year. But the referees screwed up that Seattle-Los um, Angeles game for them, unfortunately. And I hope the investigation turns out good for Detroit on that end. but Or for, um, uh, or for the Los Angeles Rams on that end. But anyways, anyways. So green. So for months, Aaron Rodgers went. He held the Green Bay Packers and the the New York Jets organizations hostage while he went into a darkness retreat in the middle of the wilderness in this cabin that is booked out for three years now and talking on the Pat McAfee show but not giving away anything. And then eventually in the middle of March, he went on the Pat McAfee show 
and he said, my intentions are to play for the New York Jets this year. And boom went the dynamite. It all unfolded, and the pack, the only thing that was left to do was for the Packers and the Jets to figure out compensation. And they struggled on that for a while because the Jets did not want to give up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. But what ended up happening, and I wish I had the official Schefter tweet in front of me, they gave up their, they swapped first round picks this year. So um, Jets move back to 15, Packers move up to 13. And next year, they it is a conditional first round pick. So if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays for the Jets this year or more, he will, th- that pick will turn into a first round pick next year, no matter how good the Jets do. So in theory, if the Jets lose every game, if they if they only win two games, but Aaron Rodgers plays the whole time, then that pick is going to go to the Packers and it's going to be Packers are going to be picking second or third overall next year. But if Aaron Rodgers, not wishing this obviously, but if Aaron Rodgers was to get injured or some other thing got in the way where Aaron Rodgers did not play more than 50% of the time, let's say, or in this case, 65% for the Jets, then it would stay a second round pick next year. It's still a huge pick, but there's that condition right there. It's similar to the Marc-Andre Fleury trade with the Blackhawks in the wild last year, whereas if Fleury brought the wild to the Western Conference finals, having won, I think it was at least eight of the games, I think, or excuse me, at least six of the games, then the second round pick that they gave up for Fleury would have turned into a first round pick. But obviously we know now in in, um, in retrospect that the wild did not in fact make it to the Western Conference finals last year. In fact, they only won, what was it, two games in the playoffs, whatever. Um, they got beat by the Blues in six. Well, I was in basic training, but anyways... Um, as we boil it down, it's finally done. After 18 years, Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay. He is no longer a Packer. And Green Bay fans are going to have to finally live with the reality that they've been thinking about for the last three years. Jordan Love. You've only seen Jordan Love play a couple different times. Uh, he obviously had that game against Kansas City where the Chiefs put his mom and I think his girlfriend or his fiance or whatever it was, like up in the very, very top row of Arrowhead Stadium. Really, Chiefs do better than that. Um, or you have that one case where Rodgers got COVID, so he couldn't play then. Or excuse me, that was the Chiefs game. Um, also, uh, Jordan Love started a couple. He he finished a couple halves, or he came in for a couple specific plays. Aaron Rodgers got injured against somebody last year, so Jordan Love had to play for a little bit. Um, it w- it's interesting. It's an interesting situation, and I think Jordan Love's ready. I think Jordan Love's had plenty of time to develop, so the Packers really have no excuse if Jordan Love goes out there this September and he's just, he's got no idea what's going on. Yeah, there's a learning curve, but he's been behind Aaron Rodgers now for three seasons. I think he's going to be just fine um, as the Packers' starting quarterback. But now the real question is, do the Packers choose a wide receiver do the Packers pick a wide receiver to comp? Because the best thing you can do for these young quarterbacks is give them an elite receiver to pass to. You saw what happened with AJ Brown, um, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Hurts. You saw what happened with with Kyler Murray and um, uh, and Hopkins. You saw you see what happens when you give these young quarterbacks good weapons to work with and to form that chemistry with. So, do the Packers dare? 
pick a wide receiver, which they they haven't picked in like they haven't picked in uh, a wide receiver or a pass catcher in like the last twenty years in the first round. Or will they just continue to load up that defense and just continue to piss off the Green Bay fans who just want one good wide receiver, man, just one? Um, and no, Lord knows that Devontae Adams ain't there anymore. And I tried to warn y'all. I tried to tell every Packer fan under the sun, you realize that the Packers aren't going to make the playoffs this year or this last season because Devontae, with all due respect to Aaron Rodgers and his gloriousness, Devontae Adams deserves about 50% of both of those MVPs that Rodgers won in the last two years. The mental connection that those two individuals shared with each other and their ability to work as a team to create these plays, it was unmatchable. And I'm not sure we'll ever, we've ever seen it before or we'll ever see it again in the National Football League where a passer being that elite and a receiver being that elite had that much of a connection where they could explode for offense at any time in any place under any circumstance. We might never, ever see that again. But regardless, the Vikings, they're at pick 23. Now, at this point in the draft, you have to realize something. All of the CJ Stroud, the Ohio State quarterback, is not making it to 20. He is going to get picked before then. Will Levis is not going to make it to 20. Hendon Hooker, though, would the Vikings dare pick Hendon Hooker from Tennessee? He's like 25 years old at this point, and he, he had to have surgery last year. And of course, when the Vikings are thinking about drafting a quarterback this year, Kirk Cousins is going to be the Vikings starting quarterback this year unless something dramatic happens. Like Hendon Hooker has an incredible um, training camp um, at TCO or something like that or whatever happens. It's not going to happen. There's a 99.5% chance that Kirk Cousins will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings this year. But when you think about so you, you think about this when you're drafting a quarterback if you're the Vikings you will have this quarterback sit behind Kirk on Kirk's last year of his contract this year he can learn and then in 2024 that's when this rookie will start for the Vikings as the new quarterback whether it's Hendon Hooker whether they trade up and they they get Richardson all i know is this 6 months ago at this time you could have easily gotten Anthony Richardson at 23 and then the offseason steam happened. His incredible Florida season happened. Anthony Richardson is probably going to go within the top five. I wouldn't be shocked if the Colts grab him right away. I wouldn't even be shocked if he went number one. But I think genuinely in my soul that Bryce Young will be number one. There's no question about it. The, vi- the Do you dare draft a 25-year-old to be your starting quarterback? I don't know. It's just it's such a tricky thing. It's so... I don't know because the Vikings could also use an elite wide receiver to get paired with Justin Jefferson to be that dual threat. With all due respect to KJ Osborne, he is not a number two wide receiver. He's an incredible three, but he's he he just does not have the ability to stretch the field like Justin Jefferson does. And when you have these teams who all they have to do on defense is double cover Justin Jefferson and all right, just the rest of it, all right, we'll have one guy on KJ, one guy on Thielen, yeah, I know Thielen's gone, one guy on Hawkinson or double Hawkinson or whatever with the linebackers and double cover um, uh, Jefferson. That's all you got to do. If you have one more elite, fast, field-spreading wide receiver to be your Z, now you have options. Now Kirk has legitimate options to throw it to. 
without Justin Jefferson being upset, of course. And Justin Jefferson is going to get his contract extended soon. He's going to be a Viking for a long, long time. But guess who ain't? Kirk Cousins. So this is the thing. The Vikings only have five picks in this year's draft for all 300 picks, you know, um, or all 267 or whatever it is picks. The the thing is, I know I've talked a big game about, oh, the Vikings are going to draft this quarterback or this quarterback. Or this, or we all want that to happen. We It's for an exciting matter. Of course, this being Kirk's final season, it can, the, the quarterback that they draft can, can learn under Kirk for a year. Because if you don't, then you take the risk of drafting. Let's say the Vikings don't draft a quarterback this year. And because the thing is, Kirk Cousins has a ceiling. If Kirk Cousins stays healthy, the Vikings are going to win nine minimum, minimum nine games this year. It could be nine and nine. Excuse me. They don't play 18 games. Um, they only play 17. They could be um, nine and eight. They could be eight and nine. That's that's Kirk Cousins' floor. You know that if Kirk Cousins stays healthy, he's going to get you that at minimum. But the thing is, but the thing is, if for whatever reason, the Vikings don't draft a quarterback this year, like a good quarterback this year, and they go get one that they genuinely want, and the Vikings finish dead last in the division somehow, some way this year. Then they have a chance at getting Caleb Williams next year or somebody similar and actually getting a top five pick. It's just, it's this awful dilemma of you're going to have to give up something at some time to get somebody that you genuinely want to put all of your eggs in the basket of. But when? Is it Thursday or is it next year? Or is it a trade? No, it's going to be a draft. Let's let's not be let's not kid ourselves. We can't afford to be paying a quarterback that high of money. You see who's going to the Super Bowls: Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, all these quarterbacks who are on their rookie deals, who aren't getting paid thirty million a year, or they figured out a way to not have their cap hit be more than X amount percentage of the team's entire salary cap. But regardless, um, you guys get what I mean. It's an it's just an unfortunate dilemma that they're going to have to. They're going to have to deal with. But the unfortunate thing is they only have five picks. They only have five picks this year. So at what point does Quasey just go, the Vikings general manager, at what point does Quasey Adolfo just go, we need more picks this year. We need bodies. We need young players who can eventually replace Harrison Smith, eventually replace, yeah, I know Lewisine is there, but we need, we need younger, we need a good, um, we need better guards. We need better insert position here. I just think, or we need to draft a kicker, who knows, but they need more than five picks, ideally in a draft. And if they want to go up to get a quarterback, even Hendon Hooker, they're going to have to give one of those picks up, multiple maybe. And if you dare, if you dare go up to get one of the top four, Richardson, Levis, Stroud, not Bryce Young. They wouldn't go to number one. If you dare go up to get Richardson or Levis, you realize that you're going to have to give up a first round pick next year, if not two. All I know is I desperately don't want the Vikings to make the mistake the Timberwolves did and sell their soul on something that they don't need. But like Rudy Gobert. But anyways, um, enjoy the draft tonight. It kicks off at a reasonable hour. Um, hopefully it goes pretty fast, but, um, Roger Goodell will be out to help announce the Carolina Panthers first pick in the draft sooner than later. And it's going to be a good evening to see the storyline, see where the, even if the Vikings don't draft a quarterback, it's going to be very, very entertaining to see where those main four quarterbacks play out and 
will Hendon Hooker get drafted in the first round? Does he make it to the second round? Who knows? Can the Vikings trade back, get more picks, and somehow still get Hendon Hooker? Like, imagine the Vikings go from 23rd to 29th, and they get a couple more third-round picks, or they get an additional second, but they still get Hendon Hooker. I think that would be the door that I would want to go down, but... Regardless, um, if you enjoy M Nation Sports, please follow us on Instagram. Please follow um, us on all of your major podcast feeds, and we will see you again soon. Enjoy the draft tonight, everybody.